Hello and welcome back to Good Teaching with Dr. Toy and Ali. This is the podcast where we ask college instructors what are their most effective teaching strategies. We also talk about self-hosting your own learning experiences outside of what you do for your university. So I'm really excited to talk about today's episode because today we're going to talk about feedback. Feedback is so important and so helpful in improving your teaching, improving your students' experiences in your classroom, and just making an overall better experience for everyone involved. Like it can really help your students learn, help them understand how they learn. So I greatly value getting feedback on my teaching from multiple areas that we'll talk about today. And I'll also talk about like why it's so important to get feedback and how impactful the feedback can be. I know it can be kind of like difficult and strange to hear other people's thoughts about your teaching because you're doing like a great job and you're the best you can and so it's really hard to kind of detach your ego from people's responses to how you run your classes but if you do listen and you do listen to your students you can become an even better teacher than you already were even if you're already great right I learned something new pretty much every semester and I started off as a pretty strong teacher myself So let's get into feedback. What does it look like? Where can it come from? It can come from multiple places. So the feedback can come from your students. It can come from your peers, so other professors, and it can come from your mentor if you have a teaching mentor. So let's talk about students because those are the people who are in your classroom every single day, every single week. They know the ins and outs. They should know what's expected of them. They know your teaching style. They've gotten familiar with what kind of assessments you ask them, what kind of projects you ask them to do. So I would say the first place you should go to get feedback on your teaching is from your students. So at the end of the semester, the students always give their feedback on your class but I find that that's too late, right? The feedback that the students give at the end of the semester doesn't help them. It helps the next group of students. It helps you when you're planning the class for next semester, but it doesn't really help these current students in real time and it doesn't help you adjust in real time. So I strongly encourage soliciting feedback from your students earlier on in the semester. So maybe after the first big um, summative assessment, so the big test, big project, or right before midterms, I think that's a great time to ask your students for their feedback. Because when you do, you have the opportunity to make adjustments. And students love that. So as encouragement, even if your beginning of the semester is a disaster, If you ask your students for their honest and constructive feedback and you actually make some changes that improves the student's experience in your class, the students will be so grateful. They'll be like, oh my goodness, this instructor really listens and cares about me learning. And what will tend to happen is they'll forget about how how disastrous it was at the beginning of the semester. And they'll only remember how the class ended, which is great, just in time for those evaluations at the very end of the semester. So one wonderful, impactful, like, Um, benefit of getting feedback from your students early 
is to improve your course evaluations at the end of the semester. Not that it's all about you, but if things aren't going well, that can be disastrous for your student evaluations at the end. But if things aren't going well, you ask your students about it and make adjustments, they can say, oh my goodness, things got so much better at the end, or I really love this class. They tend to forget what happened at the beginning, but if in case they do remember how disastrous it was at the beginning, they can say how you turn things around and how you're such a great listener and how you actually care about your students, and that is gonna be really helpful for you. So what do you ask your students? So mid-semester, so after the first test, somewhere right before midterm, um, what do you actually ask your students on the um, feedback and how do you solicit the feedback? I personally will just use a Google form, very simple, very easy. I will put it in the announcements um, on my LMS online. I will remind my students to take it in class. I will put a link all over the place just to get my students feedback. So what am I asking? I'm asking questions like, how are you feeling about the class so far? And multiple choice, make it as easy as possible for the students. So everything I do is either like a check box or a multiple choice question. So how are you feeling about your, the class so far? I'm feeling great about it, I'm learning. It's tough, but I'm learning. I'm not learning anything, I'm having a hard time. Whatever you think the general consensus will be and what your students will respond to, multiple choice. I also ask, which parts of the class are most effective to help you learn? So which parts are most impactful on your learning experience? So for me, I have different components of my classes. I have pre-class videos, a pre-class assignment. I have the beginning of class recap. I have in-class worksheets. I have online homework. And so those are things the students engage with every single day in my class. And so I have them rank which things were most effective for your own personal learning, which do you value the most and which, which things have helped you the most in your learning. And so they rank those. And so I get a good idea of what they are perceiving to be helpful and valuable in the class. And I also ask, what do you like the least or what do you think is not as effective and maybe that one's a short answer because typically when people have negative opinions they don't mind sharing it they don't mind typing it out so i wouldn't do a multiple choice here i would ask for a short answer what things do you want to like throw away and then i will also ask is there anything that can be improved short answer like what do you want to see more of what do you want to see less more of how could we improve this class to help you learn better and then finally i like to ask is there anything personal related to the class, whatever, that you want Dr. Ali to know? Is there anything that could help me um, just like to get a sense of what's going on in your life that you want to share? So during the pandemic, this question was so like impactful for me to learn about my students because they were saying things like, oh, well, I have a job and I'm not able to attend this session because of my work or I'm taking care of my aging grandmother. And it's just their chance to anonymously share um, things that are going on with them. And that's helpful for me to keep in mind as I'm creating assignments. Maybe I could be more efficient with the length of the assignments. Maybe the students can learn with shorter things and maybe less frequent due dates, things like that. So getting that feedback, very helpful. But what do you do after you get that feedback? It's important that you actually read the feedback and take some action. So what does action look like? 
find the most constructive pieces of feedback and figure out if you can actually change things. So for example, students might ask, we prefer to take the quiz at the beginning of the class versus the end. That's something that might be doable. Or we have so many homework assignments and I can't possibly do well on all of them. Would you consider dropping a homework assignment? That's something I could do. It probably won't affect their grade very much, but it's something that shows that you care, right? Dropping an additional homework assignment at the end of the semester. Things like less quizzes, probably not for me because the purpose of my quizzes is to get students to study every week. And that's what's necessary to learn math is to practice and study every single week. And if I left my students to do it on their own, they wouldn't. And then they would panic and try to study everything right before the test and they wouldn't do as well. Over time, my students learn to value the quizzes and they learn, okay, this is where the mistakes happen. This is where I understand what I really know and what I really don't know so that I can be ready for the test at the end. So there are some things that are reasonable that you can make adjustments uh, for your students. And then some things are not reasonable. And so actually coming into the class and saying, hi, I read your feedback. Thank you so much. Here are some of the themes that I saw. So actually dedicating a little bit of class time to acknowledge that they gave their feedback and it was valuable. So you could say, okay, these were the things that I saw. You all are loving this. We're definitely going to keep doing this. There was some concern about this thing. So let's talk about why it's so important in our class if you're not going to change it. Or there was some concern about this. So here are the updates that I'm going to make. And the students will appreciate it so much. There's also another conversation that I have with my students. So when I ask them, which portions of the class do you think are most effective to for your learning? They typically say all of the things where it's me teaching them. So when it's me giving the recap at the beginning of the class, or it's the watching the video lectures that I give that they watch at home. It's me sharing information to the class in a methodical, strategic, organized way. And so I tell my students, well, of course you feel like you're learning the most here because you're not confused, right? <laughs> because I am working through these problems perfectly and I'm explaining what I'm doing. So you're nodding your head, you're following along. It's making so much sense. And then I'll say, well, have you noticed where I will do a problem on the board, you'll follow along, you can understand and you're nodding your head and you feel really confident about it. But then during class, when I have you practice the problem on your own, you get stuck. And they'll all be like, oh yeah, I do struggle with doing the problems on my own. And I was like, this is actually where you're learning. It feels uncomfortable. It feels like you're not learning and you're not understanding because you're getting stuck. But this action, these activities, that's gonna help you actually be able to complete a problem on your own, on the quiz or on the test. And so I kind of teach them that, you know, sometimes our brains make us feel like we're learning when we're actually just, you know, absorbing. <laughs> and so just having conversations like that, so important with the students. So getting student feedback, so, so important. We also have at my school, the Center for Teaching and Learning offers something called mid-semester formative evaluations. And this is where someone, not the instructor, comes in the class in the last 25 minutes of class and they ask the students, how is the class going? 
And typically the instructor will say, I would like specific feedback about this aspect of the class. And so the other person will come in while the instructor is gone. So the students don't have to worry about the instructor hearing their opinions. And then the um, facilitator of the MSFE will say, all right, well, how is this aspect of the class going? And then they'll have the students work in groups to discuss what they're liking and what they're not liking. And then they will pull the class together and write some bullet points on the board. And the students will vote on like what they feel are the big issues and the big like, um, like the wonderful things that are happening in the class. And so all of this feedback is anonymous and students also get a chance to write like a personal note if maybe what they're feeling may be different than the other students. And so the facilitator takes all of that information, compiles it into a um, report to share with the instructor. And then they have a meeting with the instructor to go over what the students said and talk about how things may be adjusted and how to move forward. So getting feedback from students, so, so important. Let's talk about getting feedback from peers or other faculty members. So at my school, we have a big culture of having teaching mentors. Because we're a big service department, everyone teaches. The grad students teach, the postdocs teach, the faculty members teach. Everyone teaches these classes because everyone takes math classes. So we have a lot of new and novice instructors in the department. So when anyone joins the department, whether they're experienced or not, everyone gets a teaching mentor. And this teaching mentor is there to help them teach their classes, help them plan out the structure of their class, go over their exams to make sure they're asking fair questions and everything is written clearly. The teaching mentor also observes the mentee teaching their classes. So getting peer observations, so great. I find that I will typically learn more from sitting in someone else's class, which I always get ideas. So I highly recommend asking if you can sit in someone else's class to see how they structure things. And then have someone sit in on your class. They may notice like while you're teaching, while your back is turned, while you're writing on the board, what is the class doing? Like, are the students actually paying attention? Are they just waiting for the answers? Like, are they engaging? It's so helpful to get another set of eyes and see what ha what's happening in your class because maybe your student's perspective on what's going on in the class is different from your perspective of what's going on in the class. So it's nice to get an outside party to kind of be a little, objective and say, all right, here's what I'm noticing. So that's very, very helpful. Okay, but ultimately, feedback for a class typically helps you the next time you teach the class, right? When students get feedback at the end of the semester, you get those results after exams, right? So what they say won't help the actual students that were in your class, but they can help your students going forward. So I often sell the importance of end of semester student evaluations to my students by saying, all right, this is your chance to share with your fellow students things that you enjoyed about the class, what to expect, how much the workload should be. And it's also a good time to tell me like, what things did you love? Which, th which things did you not like, right? Giving constructive feedback is so, so important. And I also tell them their instructors are being evaluated for their jobs based on these student evaluations. So it kind of shows them how important it is and how seriously I take it. But ultimately, that feedback affects my next group of students. It affects how I approach the class next time, which is unfortunate for the current students. So I would love to know, let me know on social media when I share this 
Um, do you get feedback from your students before the end of the semester? I would love to know that. So I also now want to shift into self-hosted learning experiences because that's something that I do. I teach grad students time management and productivity. I also help other academics and professors create their own like semester-proof business by teaching their own learning experiences outside of the university. So creating like a workshop or an online course or a um, audio course or email course, like teaching something that you're really passionate about that doesn't fall in line with the content that you teach in the university. And the thing that I love about feedback in this realm is that the feedback helps the current students. So here's what I mean. So when I teach other professors how to create their own self-hosted learning experiences, I teach them my NLT co-creation method. So NLT, N stands for nudge, L is listen, and T is teach. And using this framework, you can co-create your course with the students, giving you feedback from the very beginning. That way, what you are creating is what people actually want, and you can create it in a way that's actually helpful. So let's start with the nudge. So the reason why you would create a self-hosted learning experience is because you have a nudge, right? You have a nudge that people need something. They need help with something that you know the answer to. It's like, wow, people are really struggling with this, and I figured this thing out. I feel like I could help them, and maybe I could create a course or something or a workshop to help people. That's the nudge. The L is to listen. So this is where you go out into your community, your peers, your mentees, or online social media and ask people like, what are, what's really like the big issue with this topic? Like, what are you really struggling with? And like, how would you know if you have overcome this hurdle? Like, what do you really want to like learn about this thing? What do you think will be helpful? What are the issues here? Like just getting as much information about how they speak about the problem and what they think will solve the problem, right? So that's the listen phase. And so based on what you have listened to and what you think they need to learn, you can create a first draft of your course, workshop, book, whatever. And I actually recommend going live with that, teaching a live class based on what you have heard and what you believe they need to learn. And then here's where the true magic happens. You host it live and at the end, you have a question and answer session. These questions that the people ask, are gold. This is actually what they want to know. So then based on those questions, you can go back and update what you're teaching. Maybe you can flesh it out and create a full course based on it because you know what the people really have questions about. And that way, when you put it back out into the world, you can say, oh, well, it answers all of these questions that I know you have. So the nudge happens, then you listen, and then you teach, and then you listen again, and then you teach. And then you listen again, and then you teach, and you're constantly updating and co-creating your course, your workshop, your training with the students. And the best part is you will give your students access to all of the updates at every step of the way. So your very first student can still learn from the new material because they have access to the materials forever. It doesn't just help the new students, it helps the current students. And so this is exactly what I teach professors to do in my independent professor workshop. So 
I just wanted to share feedback, so important, so so valuable, and it's a great way to be like transparent with your students and help them be a part of their learning, which I think active learning is all about, like helping your students be a part of their own learning. Okay, so this actually is the very last episode of season one of the Good Teaching Podcast. We'll do a new season each semester. So this is the first season for fall semester. We'll have another season in the spring. So thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast just so you're notified when next semester's episodes come out. So season two. I may also pop in and do like a bonus episode here and there as I get inspired before season two, but I just really appreciate you joining me in my very first podcast. I've gotten some great like responses and feedback on how you've been enjoying the content and I hope to give you more of what you really want in this podcast, learning about teaching and improving your teaching and teaching outside of just the university. So thank you so much for listening. I will see you next season or in a bonus episode. Happy teaching.